Welcome to the St. Michael Lenten podcast series. My name is Andrew Grosso, and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is U-Turn. Lent is a season when we can respond to Christ's love by turning and returning to God. Join us in this renewal process and become part of God's holy work in the world. 1 John 1, verses 8 and 9 puts it this way, If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Our reading today comes from the Gospel according to John, the fifth chapter, beginning at the first verse. There was a festival of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate there is a pool, called in Hebrew Bethzatha, which has five porticos. In these lay many invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been ill for thirty-eight years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am making my way, someone else steps down ahead of me. Jesus said to him, Stand up, take your mat, and walk. At once the man was made well, and he took up his mat and began to walk. Now that day was a Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been cured, It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your mat. But he answered them, The man who made me well said to me, Take up your mat and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take it up and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had disappeared in the crowd that was there. Later Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Do not sin any more, so that nothing worse happens to you. Here ends the reading. There's something that may be a little confusing in this story from John. After he is healed... The man who had been lame has a conversation with Jesus, and Jesus says to him, Do not sin anymore, so that nothing worse may happen to you. We may think what Jesus is saying here is that the reason the man had been lame was because he had committed some sin. If we think this, then we're likely to conclude that what Jesus means is, Don't sin anymore, or else God will punish you again the way he did when he made you lame. This would not be accurate. There are several points in the Gospels when Jesus is given the opportunity to affirm that there is a tight connection between sin and physical disability. But every time he's given this opportunity, he refuses to make this connection. Instead, he usually makes it a point to reject that line of thinking and to clarify to those around him that physical maladies should not be seen as signs of God's judgment. That's helpful, but we're then faced with the question, what did Jesus mean? If he rejected the idea there's a positive correlation between God's judgment and physical suffering, why did Jesus say to the man, Do not sin anymore, so that nothing worse happens to you? What this suggests is that as far as Jesus was concerned, our biggest problems may not be what we think they are. Physical disability and suffering are real, and they compromise our experience of the fullness of life God intends for us. But in and of themselves, These kinds of experiences are not barriers to our relationship with God. We can live lives marked by faithfulness, holiness, and compassion, 
even in the midst of physical disability and suffering. Indeed, the history of the Church suggests that sometimes those who know best what it means to live in faith, in hope, and in love are those who struggle with some physical malady that compromises the quality of their lives. Jesus is concerned with something even more fundamental. Because physical limitations do not separate us from God, they are not the real problem. The real problem has to do with our tendency to resist God's will for our lives. This is what Jesus calls sin. The kind of alienation we experience from God when we sin is even worse than the kinds of experiences we have when our lives are limited in some way by something as difficult as disability or suffering. And the flip side of this coin is that just as physical limitations may not be our biggest problems, neither should physical well-being be taken as a sign of God's blessings. Good health is certainly something for which we can give thanks, but there may come a time when we discover we may be using our experience of well-being to conceal a hidden problem. That's where Jesus wants to draw our attention. Whether we are well or whether we are sick, whether we feel we're in the prime of life or we're facing significant decline, regardless of our physical state, do not sin. Do not resist God's will for your life so that you can experience the life that really is life, the life God gives to us through Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit, a life that is shaped by the wisdom and power and holiness and love of God. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. O God, whose glory it is always to have mercy, be gracious to all who have gone astray from your ways, and bring them again with penitent hearts and steadfast faith to embrace and hold fast the unchangeable truth of your word, Jesus Christ, your Son, who with you in the Holy Spirit lives and reigns one God forever and ever. Amen.